Welcome to the Inspired Way Podcast. This show is designed to inspire and empower you to face the daily storms of life with passion, strength, and courage. We believe that we can be transformed by the testing of these storms, growing stronger, not wavering in our faith, and a knowing that our endurance will be strengthened. And when it is all said and done, we'll be perfect and complete, body, soul, and spirit. For we seek to control the controllables and nothing more. Our goal with this show and company is to keep a posture of learning by renewing our minds daily and taking action on what we have learned so that when the storms of life come our way, we are ready to face the storm. We, 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 we are ready to face the storm. Hey everyone, welcome back to the Inspired Way Podcast. I'm your host, Tim Douglas. And gosh, it's so cool to be back every single week with you guys now. Um, as you know, just a few months back, I took a break off and feels good to be back in. It's a lot of work. I'll tell you that. <laughs> it is a lot of work. So um, if you're considering podcasting, just know that, that uh, it is, um, it's work. So, you know, but I enjoy it. I enjoy having the conversations that I'm having. I hope you guys are enjoying them as well. Uh, let me know. Let me know what your thoughts are. DM me on Instagram or Facebook uh, through Facebook Messenger or Instagram Messenger and would love to hear your thoughts on it. Those that share it on your stories, dude, thanks so much for sharing those. I really appreciate it. And, uh, it, it, you know, it really kind of sends the message to your followers as well that, hey, you're enjoying this podcast. Um, check it out. But specifically, send it to three people. Say, hey, here's the link to a podcast episode that I just listened to on XYZ. Here's some of my takeaways. I'd love for you to check it out. And uh, that would that would mean the world. Really appreciate that. The other things that you can do is also leave rating and review. Um, Apple Podcasts is kind of the driving force on that. So if you're on other platforms, which a very small percentage of, well, 20% of you are <laughs> on other platforms, uh, leave a rating and review there, but copy that, paste it over into Apple Podcasts, because again, they kind of drive the algorithms for podcasts and how podcasts get dispersed. So would love it if you guys are doing that. And you know what? Um, as you know, it's been two years. So we're coming up on two years now. Uh, uh, June 2nd, I believe, will be two years that we launched the podcast. So we're just about uh, a month out from being two years. But uh, we've been talking about facing storms. We've been talking about doing hard things. We've been talking about preparing ourselves for uh, a time of a storm, whether it's a mental or emotional or physical or even just tough, challenging conversations. You know what? And I haven't offered this as much, but you know what? I'm offering it to you guys. Like, hey, if you're looking for someone to, uh, a coach to kind of help you through a challenge, to help you through a situation, it doesn't have to be a long-term relationship. Uh, maybe it's just a, a situation that you need and you're looking for a coach. I'm here to coach you guys. I would love to coach you. It'd be my honor, my honor to serve you, to help you through life storms, through life's challenges, whatever it may be. Maybe you're actually looking to set a goal and you need somebody to walk through that with you and uh, kind of help you pull out some of those things that are within you. Man, a coach is a great place to start. So I would love to coach you. I'd love to serve you guys. But uh, yeah, let me know. Hit me up. Uh, you can email me at tim at timdouglasinspires.com or just DM me on the socials would be great as well. So one final thing before I jump into the introduction of our guest today, just want to say, guys, man, I don't know about you, but coffee to me tastes so good. 
Uh, and I'm not talking about the black stuff. You black drinkers out there. <laughs> Yuck, man. I'm a foo-fooey. So I enjoy coffee, though. I enjoy having a little bit of creamer in my cup of coffee. And it just creates this environment for me to kind of find inspiration. Or I shouldn't say find inspiration because I truly I know that the definition of inspire is divinely breathed into or the divine's breathed into. So, you know, I believe that God is breathing into me inspirational thoughts and uh, things to bring to you guys. And so that's what I use this cup of coffee for is just to kind of sit, pray, think, read, journal. And as, as inspiration comes and it's all about like, how can I share this with the world? How can I share this with those that listen to this podcast and bring inspiration to them and empowerment to them so that they can go and do the hard things and face those storms of their lives? So uh, I created a page on buymeacoffee.com forward slash the inspired way. And if you're enjoying this and you just want to say, Hey, thanks Tim for what you're doing. Thank you for sharing this inspiration. Thank you for sharing, uh, this message of the inspired way to go do the hard things, to face those storms, to be the Buffalo. Thank you, brother, for that. Look, you can go there and buy me a cup of coffee, coffee, sometimes just sitting down, having a cup of coffee with someone, you know, it's very chill, very relaxing. And we can't very physically maybe have a cup of coffee together, but if we were out and about and we were together and you would say, Hey Tim, man, I'd like to buy you a cup of coffee. Let's go sit and have a chat, man. I would appreciate that. You could do that virtually now at buymeacoffee.com forward slash the inspired way. And let me know that you've done it. And then here's what I'll do in return. You buy me a cup of coffee, we'll hop on a call and enjoy that cup, that cup together. <laughs> so let's do that. Uh, you know, head on over there, buy me a cup of coffee, and then let's hop on a call together. Let's schedule that out. And I would love to get on uh, a call with you and just share a cup of coffee uh, with you. So, all right, without further ado, let's jump into my conversation with or the introduction of my conversation with Brian Davis. Brian Davis is a father. He is uh, an entrepreneur. He helps, uh, he's a coach where he helps other people uh, leverage their knowledge on Facebook. Specifically, that's his niche, is helping people leverage their knowledge on Facebook. And I think he, he mentions on this episode that there's a billion people on Facebook every single day. And so he's helping people create courses, create challenges, uh, create groups to monetize those efforts on Facebook and no other platform but pay, but Facebook. And so that's his niche. That's what he really does. So we talk about that. We talk about the challenges of being a knowledge broker, someone that has knowledge and brokering their knowledge or sharing their knowledge out there into the world. It's what I'm doing. It's what he's doing. It's what many other people are doing. They're sharing their knowledge. But how do we how do we monetize that? And how do we serve others in that regard? And a lot of it comes down to devaluing ourselves. We talk about that. We talk about the the uh, imposter syndrome and why we have that and the challenges of that. We also talk about the price of bread. And so I'll leave that right there. You'll have to tune in to listen to that because it's very unique and very interesting. Uh, we kind of flush that out a little bit in, in a couple of different places within this conversation. So stay tuned for that. I'd love to kind of hear your thoughts on that. But then we we kind of then we transition later on into the conversation into the greatest storm that he's faced of his entire life. 
And uh, where many of them we start at the beginning, we start with their storm. This one we, we kind of led into it. And it's the storm of him having a divorce and going through that and the lessons that he learned from that because uh, it was uh, this storm was pretty much self-imposed. Uh, it was kind of how he was showing up or the lack thereof in his life and in his marriage that created this greatest storm that he faced. And so we talk about the lessons that he learned from that. And then we end it um, in a, in a, I'll just, the word that comes to my mind, beautiful, uh, a beautiful way. Um, we, you know, I don't script any of these. I don't create canned, you know, questions for my guests. I just allow really um, God to direct us where the conversation should go. And so I really think you're going to get a lot out of this. I had so much, uh, I wasn't sure how this episode would turn out, but I'm just so pleased with it. So without further ado, I'm going to turn you guys over to our conversation, my conversation with Brian Davis. Brother, I really appreciate you jumping on. We've, we've been, uh, gosh, we've been in touch for what, 2019? Is that when? Uh, 2019 or 2020? I think it was 2019 when we first introduced, got introduced to each other. Now, I can't remember exactly how, but I think it was through uh, Pedro Adeo, uh, yeah, 100X. So, um, yeah, quite quite the community there for sure, uh, but uh, we've stayed in touch over the years. And then I think also um, another mutual, there's just been so many mutual, most of them are from 100X, but uh, Michael Huey, and um, I'm trying to remember, there's a few others that you and I connected with during that same time frame, but it's been cool to follow your journey. And then to, uh, it's, it's interesting because I think about a year or so ago, might even have been a little bit longer, might've been 2020. We had talked about having you on the podcast and for some reason or another, it just wasn't working. And so I just, I think it's interesting how, where we are today or where you are today uh, and and now having you on, I think obviously now with the conversation that we're going to have today is going to be a lot more appropriate, uh, and it'll be similar to probably the conversation then. But then there's some storms. Very this, this, yeah, very different. This old, this podcast, though, you know, if you're new to the podcast, if you're just listening, thank you for tuning in. And you're wondering what the inspired way is. It's really about the lessons that we can learn by watching a cow and a buffalo and how they face storms. And the cow will see the storm coming. Many of you know this. You've heard it many times. But for those that are new, the storm will run away. Excuse me. The cow will run away from the storm, trying to avoid it at all costs. Storms always catch them, increasing the amount of time, stress, frustration, pain that they have to deal with that storm. The buffalo, on the other hand, sees the storm coming. They face the storm. They go into the storm. Storm passes over the top of them. By doing so, it decreases the amount of time, stress, frustration, and pain that they have to deal with the storm. And many of us in life can put ourselves at different places in life. We can put ourselves in those scenarios, whether we were the cow or whether we were the buffalo. And, um, and Brian, man, I know like the reason we have you on today is you faced a major storm. But um, before we jump into that, and really the, I love uh, the things we talked about off air. We were talking about um, the lessons from uh, the storm that you faced, and and that's all. Of, that's that's really my whole purpose and point in sharing the story is for number one to embolden people 
to inspire them and to empower them to, to go into the storm, to do some of the hard work, to do the things that's very uncomfortable. It's not joyful a lot of times, but the growth and the lessons that we learn from the other side of it and how it shapes us, you know, doc, uh, Jim, I can almost say Dr. Jim Rohn, Jim Rohn always says, you know, it's, you know, the goal should not be to achieve the goal. The goal should be to become the person, you know, that we need to be to achieve the goal. And I think that's the same thing in the face in a storm It's like, who do I need to become or who am I becoming to learn from these things so that I'm a better person on the other side? Not the same, you know, not, you know, I can go on a rant here and, and I'm going to refrain right there <laughs> because we have a guest here, Brian Davis. And so, dude, um, why don't you share us a little bit, uh, share a little bit with us about um, who you are, because many of the listeners probably aren't familiar with, with you and uh, kind of lead us into like what you've been working on the last several years. And, and then uh, maybe if there's nothing out of that, maybe we can pull some things out of that, but then dive into your big storm that you faced here recently. Yeah. Well, first of all, it's just an honor to be here uh, with you, Tim, and an honor to be with your audience and just to share my life and share my life journey. Hopefully it inspires somebody else and uh, give some life, you know, wisdom on the way. Um, mm-hmm. w- one of the biggest things I do as far as business goes is um, you could say knowledge broker, you know, mm-hmm. and um, I help people take what they already know and help them get paid for it, you know, and I- I'll give you an example. I actually talked to um, an entrepreneur earlier today and he's actually made well well over a million dollars buying and selling mobile homes. That, that's pretty amazing in, in yeah. itself. Yeah. But you know, most people, most entrepreneurs never get paid for the knowledge they have inside of them. Mm-hmm. They take it to the grave. Wow. That's that's sad. Think about yeah. that. And it's not just the money. Like, you know, he, even he told me earlier in the conversation, it's like, I want to help other people succeed. He's like, but I don't know what to do. He's like, I don't know how to launch a course. I don't know how to use social media. Um, you know, so I, I obviously I said, I can help you do that. I can help you with, you know, strategy and all that behind it. And we just forget, I think sometimes no matter how much you like Facebook or don't like Facebook, you forget the powerful tool it is. One of the things I tell my clients and just entrepreneurs in general, there's over 2 billion people a day on Facebook. Yeah. Globally, wow. globally, that's a lot of people to impact. So whether you like Mark Zuckerberg or you don't like censorship or don't like his politics, yeah, it's the most powerful place on the planet to actually use it to get paid for your knowledge and have fun doing it. So, you know, that that's where we are. I've helped some clients do that already, you know, launch some challenges, had some success with that. I love doing it. It's fun for me, you know, to help people. So what got you into doing all that though? Like, so when did you start actually becoming a knowledge broker essentially and helping other entrepreneurs take their knowledge and bring it online? Like where did that all begin? And was that something that you always did? It's not something I've always done. I'm not really have like a gift for strategy, but actually just honing it in. You know, I I learned it from Pedro Adeo, um, the 100X community. And just learned his model, which, I mean, he's like the king of challenges as far as yeah, that right. I mean, I think he may, I forget what the numbers are, but he's made a lot of money and, and mm-hmm. he's helped a lot of people take their knowledge and use Facebook challenges and make, make really good money and impact a lot of people. That That's the thing, you know? Yeah. 
So I, I've taken the, you know, taken the wisdom that I've learned from him and been able to help other entrepreneurs do the same thing. Mm, very cool. So, and then w- when did you start doing that? How long have you been doing? Um, about a year and a half, about almost two years now. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. And then what's your, do you have like a niche that you lean into or is it just pretty much, uh, maybe your niche is, as you mentioned it just a moment ago, was Facebook <laughs> because a lot of other people have, you know, other platforms like Kajabi or right. other, you know, I, I think they're, they're, gosh, there's so many out there really where you can build a course and do some things, but your, is that, would you consider that your niche is helping people uh, leverage that's, you know, we could use that leverage the power of Facebook and what Facebook can yeah. do for them. Yeah. hundred percent, hundred percent. You know, um, one of the, one of the reasons I like Facebook and it's like, I was telling the guy earlier today, this entrepreneur, I said, because when you take Facebook and you, you create a course, no matter what the course is, you know, I helped, I helped some friends of mine launch a real estate investing challenge for mm-hmm. obvious. I say not obviously, cause not everybody knows about that inside of a Facebook group that costs, zero money to start. Mm-hmm. Now you have to have strategy. That's where I come in as a strategic coach. But, but you know, you, you name the group, who's your target audience. You have to, you know, know what you're teaching. You have to be mm-hmm. able to be, you have to have good presence on camera. Yeah. You know, that, that's what I was telling the guy earlier. I said, look, as long as you have really good content and you have something to coach people, you still have to have good personality. You have to be good yeah. on camera. You know, you have to be able to um, persuade people and and lead people and all that. It's like, man, I can do that. So, you know, I, I think that's the biggest thing for me is just Facebook helps build community. You know, mm. obviously there's other places you can build courses and and do that. And those work great for other people. But to me, you can build a course. And I, I know examples of people who've actually built out courses live on Facebook they wow. never created before. And they would actually do a free Facebook challenge, for instance, and then sell a course they didn't create yet. Mm. Now, the reality is when they sold it, nobody knew they didn't create it yet. Right, yeah. Because they just said... I'm selling six weeks of a VIP masterclass. Mm-hmm. And then, and then they, in the masterclass, they created the course. Yeah. Yeah. And it's powerful. <laughs> yeah, it is pretty powerful. You know, it reminds me of, uh, I remember um, uh, going through uh, something that uh, Lewis House had done as well. And he was talking about how to sell a book without even writing a book. And, and it's not this bait and switch thing. You actually have to produce <laughs> the book, <laughs> right? But he's, he's pre, basically a pre-order, you know, is his whole thing is like, have the idea of the book, have the concept of the book, put it out there as a pre-order. You get pre-orders that gives you a, the, you know, I guess the way he put it, the motivation to write the thing, right? And then you actually know whether there's a, a legit, uh, a market for this type of book, um, or in your case, a course. So what, you know, like for the listeners, you know, because a lot of them are, um, whether they want to believe it right now or not, I'm just going to say this. A lot of them are creators, right? There's stuff inside of us all. There's things that we are passionate about. There's things that we enjoy doing that we've studied, that we have knowledge on that, 
we've just been kind of toying with, or we've that dream, right? We've, we've had the dream to do something, but we've let it die for whatever reason. Like, what are some things that, uh, you know, they could do? Like, what are some things that you could share with them that they could do to kind of like just help? Because I think that's the biggest is the confidence to step into that world because there are a lot of big names out there doing it. And it seems very intimidating. And maybe that's the storm in and of itself, right? Is just stepping into that space as a knowledge you know, broker or somebody who's like, hey, I'm going to broker my knowledge and share this with the world, which can be very intimidating in and of itself. I faced that some, you know, as well. And it's you there's times when you feel like a fraud, there's times when you feel imposter syndrome, all yeah. this stuff, right? So what are some things that like kind of help them step into that? I think the biggest thing, you know, I, one of my first clients actually wrote me on Facebook Messenger one time. And, he, and one of the biggest things I teach my clients is to go live on camera because, you know, there, there's what a favor in your face. People buy into the, the genuine person of you mm. before they buy your product or content or anything else. So, but he, he wrote me on Facebook and, and he wasn't used to going live. And he said, he's like, man, I don't, you know, I just feel kind of weird talking to a camera. And, you know, and I said, I shared this one thought with him. I said, there's somebody else's breakthrough that's actually waiting on you to Ooh. believe in your own value. And I said, you have a choice to rob them of their destiny because you're not going to, you're not willing to share. So I said, don't look at the numbers. Don't, don't, don't be concerned with this. Five people or 500. But, it, but it, if we really understood our individual value and valued what we offer, I think that's one of the biggest keys. Oh, that's good. Because I think we, there's a, we, I think we overvalue other people's content with, instead of valuing what God the gifts, is whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Like, oh man, as other guys did this, as other guy. You know, even the guy today I did a consultation with and he's like, man, you know, there's already so much free content in the market. I'm like, there is. Walk into any Walmart. And this is my example. <laughs> Maybe y'all have heard this before. Walk into any Walmart or any grocery store. Look at the bread aisle. Wow. Yeah. How, how many, how many selections of bread? The bread aisle is probably the biggest aisle on the entire <laughs> And there's, and there's more brands coming out all the time, you know? It is. It's true. And, and there's $7 bread and there's a dollar bread. And you mm. can go, well, I'm not going to, I'm not going to make bread because people have been breaking bread for centuries. <laughs> yeah. yeah. You know, what that should show you is if it's already been done by somebody else, you can do it too. And yeah. I think we forget that. We're like, but, but man, you just, Man, you know, nobody's going to buy into me. Well, if you don't buy into you first, nobody else will. Mm. And th that's what I, you know, teach our clients. It's like, you have to value yourself. That's good. That's good. Yeah, I, I wrote that down and maybe I butchered it here. So help me out. Because I, I think we should just repeat that where you said someone else is waiting. I, if I understood this, is waiting on a breakthrough or their breakthrough um, until, and basically they won't get it until you know your value or something to that effect. Can you repeat that? No, that's, yeah, exactly what I told him. You know, yeah. I said somebody else's breakthrough in their life, their relationship, their yeah. business, it, it's all combined to me, mm -hmm. but the breakthrough they need in their life is waiting on you to believe in your value mm. and the value, what you offer in the marketplace. When I say value, what you offer, that's your knowledge. And, 
Yeah. I, I think we forget the, sim- the simple definition of the, the word expert. You know what that is? Mm. What, what, what the, the definition of the word expert is any person who knows one thing. One thing more. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's yeah. not like we're like, well, you know, I'm not a mechanic. So I, I am not going to try and offer anybody expert advice on fixing their yeah. problem. So that means I'm going to choose to stay in my lane. I'm really good at being an expert in social media strategy. I'm not an expert on a lot. Yeah, of- yeah, yeah. That's good, you know, because that that reminds me. Uh, I'm a big fan of Brendan Burchard. I follow him. I consider him a coach. Uh, do a lot of his programs, um, and and when he talks about this, so hey, so excuse me, same thing, and that is just you being the expert, right? And many people wouldn't. Uh, they don't they don't understand like what creates the expert. They feel like the expert is the one who's always out there doing it or whatever. It's like not necessarily the knowledge piece of it. If we get back to the knowledge piece is he asked the question, he says, if I were to take and uh, go and have uh, speak to the a hundred of the top real estate agents in the world and, and pulled you know, their top 10 things to be in a great agent, right? And so he distills all this down from the, the top 100 agents in the world and they all give him the top 10 and he distills all this down to this, this knowledge that would create the best real estate agent. Would that be worth knowing? Absolutely. And yet who's the only person that knows it? He does. So that makes him what? An expert in the knowledge of, of real estate as far as now he hasn't done real estate in his life, but he's studied that and he's, he's, he's gone and he's interviewed. And so there is different forms of expert knowledge. You know, in that case, he went and he's interviewing people, which makes him a thought leader and understanding. So he's sharing this, but then the other side now, He's used that as an example. I don't think Brendan's actually gone and studied, you know, uh, with with real estate agents, but that was the point. And then the other is actual doing, like I've done this for years and now I can share that knowledge. And then there was, there was one other, but you know, those are the, I think the two most likely is somebody that's really excited about something. They enjoy it. They study it. And now they have this greater understanding of it. And the other thing that it, that kind of stood out to me when you said that was the um, "Catch Me If You Can" guy, right? <laughs> <laughs> the the movie. We've, we've wow, I don't yeah. know if we've all seen it, but yeah. you know, I've seen it multiple. And it was you know he was a doctor. He was a a a, 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 a professor, a pilot. a pilot, and all these different things. And they asked him at the end, and this was based on a true story. And they asked him, like, how did you teach X, Y, Z? Or how did you do this, that? He goes, I just, you know, in the teaching world, he goes, I just had to be one chapter ahead of the students. That was all, you know? So the students still saw him as the expert or as the professor. And all he was is just one chapter ahead. And to your point is, you know, we feel like we've got to be so far down the road, so far down the road that we avoid actually just taking action on what we already know. And so I think that's the challenge is just facing that, dealing with that right now and like, okay, who could I serve? Who could I help with the, with the knowledge that I have? Because out of seven, probably 8 billion people now in the world, 
somebody out there needs to hear that knowledge that you have. That's it. I mean, on a, on a simple, on a pra- practical basis, we're on a podcast right now. You mm-hmm. have your own podcast. You could do a course, how to launch your own podcast. Yeah. How, how to ask the right questions, how to communicate, how to bring out things from people. That's what, what, what's, what's the guy's name? I think people have heard of Larry King. I mean, yeah. one, of the, <laughs> one of the best communicators ever, but like Absolutely. all he did was ask questions. He was curious. Mm. Yep. And, and his curiosity, you know, made him into this great, he wasn't a podcaster yet. You know, he did a video show, but everybody knows that name, Larry King. And, yep. and it's like, so I, I think, Boiling it down to that, like like that that cool buffalo painting behind you, like whoever did that could teach people how to paint, mm-hmm. and you could, do a, you could do five videos, for instance, and just teach people what what art supplies to buy. Most people have no idea. Yeah, what, right. How, what art supplies to buy? What painting? What colors mix with other colors? Um, what colors? What canvas goes with this? You know, artwork. Like that's years of normally trial and error. Yeah, absolutely. You know, something you were just talking about as far as like breaking it down is so simple as, you know, someone wanting to know like, Hey, what there, there are people who want to learn how to paint, but they just don't know, like, what's the best paints to start with, you know, or what's it, should I do canvas? Should I do this? Should I do whatever? Is it oils? Is it pastels? Is it watercolors? Um, and, and maybe that's a niche too, right? You niche down to like, oh, I'm a watercolor, you know, I teach you all the watercolors or pastels or whatever it may be. But the other thing that really stood out is, is you, you talk about the bread, there's $1 bread and there's $7 bread. And many times we devalue ourselves because, oh, well, I don't want to charge only a dollar for, for the bread that I have. My bread's worth more than that. And so we don't, I fell into this trap. So we don't put ourselves out there because we don't feel confident to be the $7 bread, but yet we know we're more worth more than the $1. Does that make sense? So like as a coach, I found myself that way. Like, oh, I feel like I'm definitely providing this type of value to people. Holy crap. To ask for that? Like, are you serious? Like, oh, that feels scary to ask for that. So I wouldn't ask for that. I would pull back and I wouldn't ask for it at all. And it's like, you just devalued yourself, you know, by not putting yourself out there as even just uh, several steps down from where you feel it and just work your way into that versus just taking yourself out of the game completely. Yeah, absolutely. I think part part of that is it comes with, I think you said earlier about the whole imposter syndrome and comparing, yeah. comparing yourself to somebody else, you know, who's done, I mean, I, I you know, that there's other people who've done things, you know, a lot more than I have, you know, when it comes to social media strategy, a lot bigger things. Um, and, but if I, if you sit and compare, if I sit and compare myself, I'll never get anything done. Like, yeah. you know, I, I've done that. Like, I don't, it's human to do that. Totally. It's, it's not a good place. It's not a healthy place to stay because you'll never be productive. Like, and there's always going to be somebody a step ahead unless they're God. Like nobody a step ahead of God, (laughs) but beyond that, you know, Tony Robbins had to learn from somebody, Mm. you know, everybody has to learn from somebody else. And I think when we start to understand that, like, that's one thing I, you know, I got two kids, a 10 year old daughter, eight year old son. And one one of the things I pray over them all the time, I'm like, I bless you to learn from other people. Mm but never copy. Yeah, that's good. Like, I mean, and don't compare. Like, you know, I bless you to learn from other kids, 
but don't compare. Yeah. Have, there's, there's no kids better than you. They might be better at a sport. They might be better at, but there's not, they're not better. Yeah. That's so good. I think because we fall into that trap so easily. Social media is a great place for that trap to, uh, it's just sitting there waiting for us. Right. And, uh, I, you know, this weekend I just got off of, I just came back from, I, I was going to call it an event. It's not really, it wasn't even a planned event. It was just really a bunch of guys, uh, coming together to serve another, another friend, um, who's working on some projects. And we're like, Hey, let's come together and serve him and help him accomplish these, these, these projects, you know, and just bless him really. But I viewed it as a networking opportunity because I didn't know any of these guys. Um, I knew the one guy that invited me. I've gotten to know him this way online. And, you know, I was on his podcast. He was online. Uh, Kyle Depius for the listeners. Uh, definitely check him out and follow him. I think it's Reaching Beyond Podcast is his. And so um, he has these men's events. And so he's pulled some of his guys from his men's events and says, hey, let's go serve, you know, our other you know, alum here who's been a part of our, our community for a while, let's go serve him. And so I had this opportunity to come into that circle. And I knew that these are a bunch of high performers and that can be very intimidating. <laughs> it can be very intimidating to step into someone else's world, number one. Number two, to step into a world of high performers, which I, I, I want to be there. I want to be around that, you know, because I want to learn from them. And to your point, um, you know, to learn from and not copy and that's or compare. It was easy. It could have been so easy for me to step in there and go and then start to compare myself with them instead of like, no, I'm here just to learn from them. And that was my whole mentality going into it is I just thought, you know, I'm going to be quote unquote, the dumbest in the room, you know, to learn. Uh, because if I go in there thinking that I got more to offer than to them, than them to me or whatever, now I'm just going in ego driven. And I didn't want to do that. I wanted to set that aside. And I think that's the challenge where ego gets in the way and we start to copy because we don't, we don't put the value on ourselves. We start when we compare, we're like, Oh, I got to be like that. Just listening to something with uh, Ryan Mickler today did a live on, you know, Hey guys, listen to what some of these others are doing, but be careful of getting so close to what they're doing that now you're just copying them. And now you feel like you're the fraud, you know, because at first it's helpful to get started, to kind of pull some of the things that they're doing, you know, he goes, I've encouraged guys to use some of the things that we're using, that we're doing, but don't, don't do it to the point of where that's all you do is copy everything. You're like, now you're just copying, you know, everything. And now you just feel like a fraud because that's not you make it you yourself. You'll lose yourself. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Use yourself, lose yourself. And so the comparison will do that as well. How how was that experience for you? The weekend? It it was really good. Uh, It was really good. I mean, I jumped in and, uh, and busted tail, man, you know, just jumped into, cause it was a, it was a working environment to do projects um, you have to, I just posted that episode today. So you definitely go check that out. It's called, uh, I think lessons from the mill, uh, cause we were restoring this mill. And so for me, it was like, you know, putting myself around other guys that I f- feel are high caliber guys to learn from, but I can't just sit around and just learn. I've got to do the work too, right. Uh, do the work, put in the work to learn. And so there was so much 
that I took away from that. But the other thing that I did, and I'll, I'll put it on here <laughs> because I think it'll, it'll apply to the rest of our conversation uh, and it definitely apply to where we are today or the conversation we're having right now. And that is, I didn't have it. I didn't put it in that episode because I totally spaced it. I totally forgot. I was just speaking extemporaneously and, and uh, got carried away. But putting yourself around other people with a higher caliber, such as yourself, like allowing our, you know, it's kind of intimidating to step into the, uh, the, you know, creating courses and the knowledge that I have, like that's super intimidating for, for a lot of people, but to allow yourself to step into that and to fail around others that are doing the same thing and allow them to see the failure. That's hard, right? To see the failure. So, for me, that played out Saturday night. So we worked hard Friday and Saturday. Saturday night, we had arranged for a um, a bow fishing outing. So we go out at night, go out at eight p.m. till about two two a.m. And um, we're bow fishing with lights shining down on the water, right? And Very you're cool. Yeah, so it was wicked cool. And so we're all going in there thinking, okay, you know, we're gonna get some fish, you know, rawr, you know. And, and then we get into the boat and the, the guide, he says, so, uh, what, what's the consensus on who will shoot, who will catch the first fish or whatever. Right. And so we picked this one guy because it's like, he had no ego whatsoever because he's like coming in totally like, you know, what, Hey, whatever, you know, type thing. And the rest of us are like, yeah, we're going to get some, you know, totally ego driven. Right. And, uh, the, 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 I'll wrap it up with this. And the lesson that I learned though from it was, is just being able to fail in front of them. I completely failed. Out of from eight till actually it was about 1.30 when we came off the water. So from that time frame, I skunked and everybody else got a fish, but I skunked. And I had multiple, multiple opportunities to get a fish. And to the point of where they're like three feet from me and I still missed them. <laughs> it's like, how in the world are you missing this guy? So it just, it was, it was humbling, very humbling, you know, but it was cool to be in that environment to also learn from them and not necessarily learn from them in the fishing sense, but learn from them. And the it's a dude It's fun. We just made fun of it. We totally, it was just like own owning the failure and owning like, you know, how terrible that was <laughs> of me. That's a good attitude to have. Yeah. So I think that's, that's something that I'm learning. Like as you step into this entrepreneurial world, like, man, there's, there's tons of failure. Yeah. And I think that's something that we're all afraid of is, um, as Will Brennan, my buddy would say, exposing our fears. Most of us do not want to expose our fears, but exposing our fears and acknowledging our failures, um, that is critical to, uh, to success. And so I, I know you've seen that play out. Um, and I would like to transition now, if you, if you don't mind, uh, transition into the biggest storm that you faced over the last year. Because I think that's what it's, it's caused you to maybe potentially expose some fears in, within you and then even acknowledge some failure. Um, do you want to share uh, that storm and kind of maybe how those two things play out, like exposing your fear and then um, acknowledging failure? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, the biggest biggest storm I ever went through was a divorce in the last two years. And, and the divorce was caused by myself. And um, 
you know, it, one of the worst life lessons to have to go through. And mm. I, I think one of the things that I've forgotten, most of us forget, is that growth is not optional, you know, whether in life or relationships. And, um, you know, I, I, had a, I had a couple of friends recently ask me, just recently, like, what would you, what would you have done differently? Mm. You know, coming, looking at, looking back on the other side of it, you know, I, I got, you know, blessed with two amazing kids, you know, and I'm uh, 100% more dialed in and connected to their heart a lot more now than I even was before. Wow. And so that, that's a, just, that's a huge blessing, but, um, you know, a couple of, at least four or five things that really, really stood out that I've learned that, you know, may help somebody else. And I think the biggest thing to me was number one is a man, not to get validation from my wife for anything. You know, my, my validation must come from God must come from who God says I am. And, you know, that, that even includes ideas, you know, or business things or think projects you want to do, like validation or affirmation yeah. must come from God alone. And, you know, it, it and, and also celebration. Like if she married you, she's already celebrated you enough. That's good. <laughs> like, you know, we were like, oh, you know, you think this idea is good or what do you think about this idea? Like if you want somebody to bounce ideas off of, find a good guy that you trust, a mentor, a friend, just like you were saying about the, the guys you hung out with this weekend, mm-hmm. find people you can bounce ideas off of that you're not married to, mm-hmm. that, that aren't looking to you for leadership, for guidance, you know, but, but that can say, you know what, that, that idea may not float yeah. or that, that idea may need to be challenged or, you know, or sharpened and those kind of things. Because the, the woman that you're married to, that I was married to, is not the person to sharpen the idea mm. at all. And, and, and also, you know, um, comparing yourself, you know, comparing myself to her and the things she was doing in life and and friendships and things like that, instead of going like, man, you know, she has so much to offer. How much can I celebrate her, mm. not compare myself to her? Like, just just go out and do what's inside of you to accomplish and, and not look like for her to celebrate. When you accomplish something, she'll celebrate it, yeah. you know? And I think that's the biggest thing sometimes, but I was just going to say, so just for clarity, like back on number one, because I think that goes into number two with the, with the, you know, the no comparison and sub- celebrating is if you're giving too much, too much to them, you're, it's this uh, unmet expectations that they're not, oh, they're not affirming me now. They're not uh, celebrating me. And, and so you're back to that value, right? That we put on ourselves. We devalue ourselves now because we're not getting it from our spouse when, um, you're right. She's she does genuinely uh, celebrate you and care for you. It's just we're putting those s- certain expectations on them that that may not even need to be there at all. Yeah, absolutely. Um, that that I think that's why you know God really had me hone in on the word value as part of my coaching, but because I I needed to know my own value individually. Mm. And, and not get it from anybody else, not get it from social media, not get it from things I'm doing or going to do and anything else. And I think that's the biggest thing that, you know, if, if she married you, she met, you know, me, me. And if you're watching this and you're like, man, Brian, I'm involved in a relationship and like, you know, things don't look like they're going the right way. 
like, how are you treating her? Not how is she treating you? If yeah. she married you and, and got into covenant with you, you're set. Mm-hmm. I mean, seriously, like, I'm not saying there's you're set for life. You're, everything's right. perfect. But she chose you for a reason. Right. Yeah. And she, and she wants to be with you. And, you know, like there's something called the love five love languages. And, I, and mine was, you know, words of affirmation. But you don't I didn't need to hear them all the time. And that that was part of like looking to her to say overly looking for words of affirmation from her mm. instead of going like there's other places I need to be getting. It. Yeah, I think that. um what I'm hearing and help me out maybe if I'm wrong here, but because I want to make sure that the listeners are understanding this and it's not a, um, uh, I, I think where you're coming from is that like this neediness, like you are needy. Um, and I don't think our spouse need us to be needy of them. They want us to, as you said, you know, celebrate them, serve, you know, serving one another isn't like needy. Like if I need her validation, all the time and I'm not getting it, I'm going to feel less than I'm going to feel inadequate and all these things when really my adequacy, my value comes from God. As you said, I truly believe that not from my spouse. And so, yes, but there's things that I can't affirm her in. There's things that she can affirm me in. There's things that she can encourage me and, and, and uplift me in, but yet I'm not expecting those things from her to where I get let down if I don't receive them. Uh, Is that, is that accurate? Yeah. A hundred, hundred percent accurate. You know, I, I, I think we tend to forget not, you know, I used to forget that the whole gross thing is, is my individual responsibility Mm. Um, it's not just about what do you believe about God? It's about how responsible are you? Like, I think if we break down the word responsible, you know, what, what are you doing with the ability? What, what's your response to the ability God's given you Mm, and make that that the word responsible, like, you know, as as a husband, as as a leader, as a dad, that is a hundred percent more important than being a knowledge broker. Yeah, I, mean, I, I love helping people do that. But, you know, I think when we get our priorities wrong is where we can screw up as men, mm. where, you know, to where we're like, yes, God's given us something to create. But the people who see us the most are the people who we should be loving the most, not yeah. anyone else. And I think that's the key, like coming from that place of like, man, like you know, I have kids right here. And I'm their biggest example of what a, a man should be, a husband should be, yeah, leader should be. And, and a leader is not someone who has the title leader or a position of leadership. If you're married, you're a leader. Yeah. If you have kids, you are definitely a leader. And I, I think we forget that. We're like, yeah, but my kids don't see me as a leader. No, that's mm. not true. They see you as a leader 100%. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. They're watching our example way more and our words. My 10 year old daughter this weekend, this, I'll give you an example. She asked me to marry her. <laughs> and I thought, you know, that is the best thing I could ever have yeah. in my life. My 10 year old daughter to say, will you marry me? You know, like, I'm like, that, that, just, that just makes me happy. Like, yeah. More, more than a, billion clients and all the money in the world, like to have her look at me like that and and, and see the change in me and to mm. be able to go like, you know, I'm, 
it, it, it's amazing. You know, and and you've you've said these you've said talk about responsibility, and you've talked about um, uh, leadership, and 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 I just want to say like those are some things that I hone in on a lot as well, and that is you know I kind of broke down the word to you know responsibility. If we break this apart, we look at it and we go, there's response, and then there's ability. And to your point, if you know the responding to the ability that God has placed inside of you, I love that. I have not I've not heard it that way before. Mine, uh, the way I I define responsibility or look at it is if I have the ability to respond to something, it is my responsibility. And so uh my mentor, Dr. Ed Cole, I don't know if you're familiar with Ed Cole or Paul Cole. Uh, Christian men's ministries. So they've written several books. But anyway, Dr. Ed Cole says, um, maturity, much like you were saying, leadership does not come with uh, your position, does not come with you know your rank or who you are, what you do or anything like that. Maturity doesn't come from any of those things. Maturity comes from the acceptance of responsibility. And so the fact that you're, you have chosen to accept the responsibility as this new man, as this new um, leader in your home, um, your new home, obviously, uh, you know, unfortunately, you know, sometimes storms shake us and rock us and, and we learn and we grow though from those things. And now it's like, okay, you had the choice to accept the responsibility as the leader, which then now I say, hey, you're choosing to be responsible. You're choosing maturity. You chose to mature in this area of your life. Whereas before it's like, I'm not choosing that responsibility. I'm not, you know, I'm just, I'm immature in that area. And so I love that you talk about that of, of acknowledging these, you know, these couple of things so far, as far as like accepting responsibility, that it is my responsibility to get my affirmation of who I am, my value from God, you know, and not put that unwanted expectation on someone else. So what's three and what's three and four, by the way, you, you said you have like uh, four, four or five things. So, yeah, I, I, you know, um, just really, really thinking about it. Um, I mean, I, I think those are the biggest things right there. Yeah. You know, um, not being selfish at all. Um, yeah, I, I think if we if we look at First um, Corinthians chapter thirteen, or it says what love is, mm-hmm. it's supposed to not supposed to be. It's supposed to be all in present tense, and it's not just supposed to be. We go, oh, that's that's all on Jesus. Yeah, Jesus is no, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> like you know, love is kind. Love is gentle. Like how, how do you respond when you a, a hammer hits your nail? you curse or, or do you say nothing? You know, how do you respond when someone cuts you off in traffic and mm. all, all these different things? If love is kind, me saying, I love you isn't enough. If I'm not kind. Yeah. If, if I'm not fault, if love is merciful, if love is selfless and selfless doesn't mean I don't take care of myself. Right. Exactly. That's not, that's not selfless. Like if I don't take care of me, I can't take care of my wife. Right. You know, but selfless means that like I do the things and don't complain that I think that's, that's, that's probably number five. You know, <laughs> don't complain about anything. Like if you have a, a, an amazing woman that you're married to and you ask her to marry you and she asks you to do 
anything. You have no right to complain. I had no, I had no right to complain. And, you know, going forward as far as lessons, it's, I, what do I have to complain about? Mm. You know, one of the biggest habits I've created recently is waking up early. And I'll wake up, I'll put some worship on, I'll work out. If I'm awake at five or 5.30, I go to the gym. It's like, you know, it, I could complain about like, there's not, what do we, like, God gave me another day to live, you know? And it's like, man, we can complain about so much or we can be grateful for the life that we have. And, and I think one of the reasons we don't produce enough, myself included, and I mean, produce, create knowledge, all that. Yeah and don't have healthy relationships is because of that right there, because we complain, mm. you know, we complain about all this stuff that has nothing to do with anything. Yeah. You know, I, I'm reading here, uh, first Corinthians 13. So that the, the verse, which is, uh, just for listeners, it's, it's four through seven and it's love is patient. You know, you mentioned that love is kind. Um, and it goes on, it does not envy, you know, envy is not, is non-comparison, right? I'm not, if I'm envious, envious of someone, I'm comparing them. So I was just thinking about like the things that you've said here, you know, and complaining, it does not boast. It does not, um, it is not proud, you know, I think, I don't know this for a fact, but the thing that comes to mind is like, if I, there's pride in me, I'm going to I'm going to probably complain about a few things. <laughs> right. Mm-hmm. And so I, I just look at this, this scripture here and I think about like the things that you've said and it's like, wow. Um, yeah. I mean, that's something to meditate on, you know, is are we loving our spouse, you know, are we loving our coworkers or are we loving our, you know, if we're entrepreneurs and we have a team, you know, are we loving our team? Are we kind to them? You know, are we boasting about our things? Are we comparing the other two, you know, like these two against each other? Are we creating strife? Are we doing those things? Or are we, you know, wow, there's so much in that verse and what you were talking about with facing you know, the storm that you, or the lessons that you learn from facing that. Yeah, absolutely. It's, it's a hundred percent different for me to say to a woman, to my wife, my next wife, I love you, but I'm not showing kindness. To you. Yeah. Yeah. Then you don't love me. Like yeah. there's no, well, I'm just going to say the words because it makes me feel better mm-hmm. like that. You know, that that's a, so if, if I don't love myself first, that's where the foundation has to be set. And like where I can go, man, my love tank has to come from God. Like God, I have to believe that God loves Brian on Brian's worst day. Mm-hmm. And Brian and, and and every day that God just loves me because he's God, not because yeah. of me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think that the thing that you, something you talked about was like loving yourself first. Cause if you're not loving yourself, then it's a reflection on how you're loving your wife things like that. The, the thing that came to mind was judgment. Um, and, you know, love is the antidote to judgment. Like we judge naturally as, as, as human beings, right? It's just, we look at somebody, we talk about, or we think about the color of their hair when they walk in or the clothes that they wear or the way they walk or the way they talk or the way someone did something. Oh, they shouldn't have done it this way. I would have done it that way. And da, 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 da. And there's so much judgment that we do. Yet uh, the thing that I learned from about that, from this one book uh, and, okay. 
I typically don't say this name of this book because um, if you're if you're not a strong believer, she's a little on the edge out there. She's a little can be a bit woo woo, but she brings some. There's some scripture. She's like all in purposing, right? So I, I'll say that with this disclaimer, with that disclaimer. That, so filter it through the Word of God, but filtering it through the Word of God, there's a lot of truth in this, and uh, and she talks about. Um, you know, the Holy Spirit. And, and it's so funny how she goes in and out of things. And so the book is Judgment Detox. And I say it because it sounds good we, already. we need to, yeah, we need to detox ourselves of judgment in, in, in this world. And in, in our, we starts right here. It starts with us. And I say it because it is so true. We do need to, we need to love more. We need to judge less but the only way we can judge less is if we stop judging ourselves first. You know, she talks about that. We judge out of the darkness in ourselves. We, we don't want to bring uh, judgment is a way of casting the light on someone else to expose their shortcomings, to expose them, to keep it away from us so that we can keep the things hidden in the dark places of our own selves, the things that we judge ourselves for. Similarly, to your point about love, like if I'm not being kind to my wife, I'm generally probably not being kind to myself. Yeah. If I'm not being patient with my wife, I'm there's probably a lot of truth that I'm not being patient with myself and I'm not doing the things that I need to do within me so that I can judge less of her and I can love her more and be kind more, be patient more, be, you know, not boastful about what, who I am. I'm the I'm the husband of the home, you know, uh, or whatever, and having pride. So, that's good. Um, that's good. yeah, it makes me think of the verse in the Bible. It says, under underlooked verse, it says, Jesus did not come to condemn anybody. Mm. And yet we condemn ourselves because we judge ourselves based on our own stupidity. Yeah. And, and Jesus yeah. said, I don't judge your stupidity. Right. Like, you were already stupid. <laughs> you were stupid before you were born. Yeah. You did stupid stuff. You were going to yeah. do stupid stuff, but I love you anyway. Yeah. And, and if we can get grasp that, that's a, yeah. that's a good place. Yeah. Yeah. Just know that we're loved regardless. And I think if we approach others the same way, wow, how, how much, uh, yeah, how much would things be different? Yeah. Amazing. So. Dude, uh, this was a good conversation. Do you have anything else to add to that? I mean, this was good. I don't know if I want to go anywhere further. This was, uh, I like where we kind of came to, and that is because let's just wrap this up in this way. And maybe you have some thoughts on, on this here, on this wrap up. And where I feel like we've gotten to is that back to us and the knowledge that we have and undervaluing ourselves is because we're not loving the gifts or loving the knowledge that God has placed inside of us to be able to share it with someone else. So we, whether it's in the entrepreneurial space or whether it's in our marriage, um, we need to really take light or shine light on those areas of our lives and go, where are those places that we are undervaluing ourselves? We undervalue our, our spouse. We undervalue our coworkers. We undervalue the gifts that God has given us. Um, and who are we to under to devalue that, <laughs> uh, you know? And so, uh, I think maybe the whole premise of this show is really 
we need to love more. We need to love ourselves more. We need to love others more. Um, the value, the gifts that God's given us. That's it, man. Yeah, that, 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 that's a good wrap up right there. I'll tell you that. <laughs> if, we, if we don't value, value what we, 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 we undervalue God himself. We're like, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, we undervalue his, his power in our life. Yeah, we undervalue what he created. Yeah, like, that's crazy. We were created with the, all of us were created with a purpose. Yeah. And and somebody else's purpose watching this. I mean, obviously, Tim created this podcast with a purpose <laughs> yeah. to impact people and impact men's lives. And and you and if you're watching this, you have a purpose, regardless of your feelings. Your feelings don't get an opinion. <laughs> they don't get a say. Yeah. <laughs> they don't get a vote. <laughs> As Jocko would say. Good. So awesome, man. Well, thanks for coming on. Thanks for being uh you know, open to share, you know, the lessons that you learned from that is not easy to admit like, Hey, I, you know, I, I, you know, I did some things that blew my marriage, you know, and I realize that now I see it now and, but I'm taking responsibility and I love that you're taking responsibility. So thank you so much for being an example for other men who are, who are maybe potentially walking this out right now, or potentially in a situation where they see themselves heading down that path. And, you know, so my prayer, my hope is that this episode will really just um, uh, speak to them in that place and help them shine light on on where they're at. So thank you. Uh, th- thank you. It's an honor to be here with you all tonight. Yeah. Great, man. All right, listeners, uh, stay tuned. We got more stuff coming and always continue facing the storm or keep facing the storm with passion, strength and courage. Hey, my friends, I hope you really enjoyed today's episode. If you did, do me a huge favor and head on over to iTunes. Leave me a rating and review. That will definitely help us get this message out to more people. Also, if you haven't done so already, let's connect. You can connect with me on my website, timdouglasinspires.com, and or on the social media sites, Instagram, Facebook, LinkedIn. Let me know that you listened to the podcast and that's how you found me. Lastly, stay tuned for more to come. And I definitely want to thank you again for subscribing, for sharing, this with your friends, leaving a review, all that good fun stuff. So until next time, go out there, face your storms, make your difference in the world, and we'll see you next time on the Inspired Way podcast. Thank you.